Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the Two Big Guys in Grover podcast, our conversation series during this crazy coronavirus. And uh, it's time to welcome an Ozzy, 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 Kyle Hamilton with us, the number three ranked bull rider in the PRCA, the guy that was, uh, he's won a lot of, won a lot of U.S. dollars so far this year. <laughs> it's been a great year for him. So, uh, Kai, how are you doing today? Good, thank you. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. How are you enjoying uh, this big trip to the States and then uh, we make you stay inside and not go to any rodeos? <laughs> yeah, it's not quite as planned, but I guess there's not a whole lot I can do about it, so I just got to roll with it and uh, I guess just try and stay busy somehow. Well, you had a good winner. You're number three in the world. You're, uh, you won a little over $50,000. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy, Sage Kimsey, but he, uh, he, he's number one. I don't know if you know, <laughs> have you heard about him? <laughs> yeah. <I've heard> <laughs> You're, so uh, you were giving him a run for the money there for a little bit. And right now everybody of course is in lockdown, but, uh, we're excited to see everybody get break out of their jail and, uh, get to go ride bulls again. So, yeah, that's for sure. So Kai, where are you staying right now? Uh, at the moment, I'm in Bowie, Texas at Cody Lambert's house. Uh, now that college has been canceled, I, uh, I'm doing it all online. And uh, so there's not much point for me being down in, in Alpine, Texas, where I go to college. So I'm up here. I got plenty to do while I get my schoolwork done. Okay. Are, are you able to uh, get on bulls or you, what do you do? What, how do you spend your time? Yeah, uh, on Tuesday, J.W. Hart brought some balls over for me to get on. And uh, other than that, now that the gym's closed, uh, i just been working out here at the house. And then through the day, we've been building fence and that along the arena for Cody and uh, doing other things like mowing grass and just doing something to stay busy. Being the farmhand, right? <clears throat> Who would have ever yeah. thought that? <laughs> Who would have ever thought that Cody Lambert's place would become this daycare for <laughs> bull riders, for rough stock riders? <laughs> I, I'm just, I would have never thought that in a million years. But well, I think it started with Stetson, right? Yeah, I mean Stetson Lawrence hung out there, well, and then a handful guys even prior to that. Though there were some guys before that, and and uh, Kai, we were talking off the air Wait. that Tim O'Connell, Mason Clements, some bareback riders have been there. He started with Jess. Yeah, Lockwood. Yeah. Lockwood was the first seemed of the of the Lambert daycare system. Um, but it's a pretty good, pretty good place to hang out though, isn't it? Yeah, it is for sure. There's a lot of great people around here and, uh, a lot to learn here and everyone keeps you on your toes. So, uh, yeah, it's a great place to be. Because you guys don't just buck bulls. You guys, I mean, he bucks, they buck a lot of horses too. Yeah, we've, we've bucked horses here before and every now and again, we might buck like maturity bulls with dummies and stuff or. They're always team roping nearly every week here too. So I mean, there's a lot going on. So for so for not bull riders who are maybe listening, or bull rider families, or stock contractors, kind of explain the value. Explain, you know, you talk about oh, you're fencing and you're you're doing all the chores and and mowing and spraying. What is the value for you to be there with? We know, but kind of explain it in your words. I mean, you're at Cody Lambert's place, and you have Cody's ear, right? So talk about kind of what that means to you. Uh, it's uh, – words can't really describe it, I guess. 
I grew up hearing about Cody as a kid, watching old bull riding tapes and, and Tough and Lane and all them guys. And now to be here with Cody, it's sort of like, I can't really believe this is happening, but uh, it's, it's great. I've learned so much off Cody and uh, I still got a lot to learn from him. And uh, even though we're working through the day doing farm stuff and that, he still always brings up something to do with bull riding and, and how to be better and that sort of thing. So I guess it's good to always have someone uh, with the same mindset as you wanting to win in your ear all the time. It, uh, it makes you want to be better every day. So Because it's, Cody's it's pretty, pretty competitive, good. right? I mean, he is... He wants to be the best. Yeah. You know, he expects people around him to want to be the best, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. If, if you're not willing to put in the work and want to be good, I don't think you'd want to stay around. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kai, how, how old are you and how long have you been over here in the States? Uh, I turned 20 in February this year, and I – First come to the States in 2015 for the junior high school finals in Des Moines, Iowa. I come for two weeks. My mum and dad brought me over. And uh, and then in 2017, I come for a month. They brought me over again. And uh, I'd done the youth bull riding uh, world finals in Abilene, Texas, as well as done a few amateur rodeos and stuff. And uh, I got offered a scholarship from CJ Aragon and to come to Odessa College at the end of 2018. So July, I think it was July uh, 2018, I come over here and I done them youth bull riding finals again. And then I started pro rodeo on also uh, at the end of 2018. And I've been here since. So it's kind of nice to have, it, going back on Cody's place, it's nice to have a place to go because even though, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think the U.S. and Australia are that different, but there are still some differences, and you're away from all your family. I mean, you know, it's not like you can just jump in the truck, drive a couple hours to see mom and dad. It doesn't work that way, so it's nice to have that home base place that you can go and feel comfortable. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I was very lucky enough to get to know Cody and Leanne and, uh, and have a place that I can go if I ever need to or need people to help me out with something. I've been very lucky to meet such great people, not only here at Cody's, but uh, a lot of other people in the rodeo world that uh, I've got to know through people I already knew. So uh, it's definitely made it a lot easier having so many more contacts and, and people that can help me out. Who, Kai, who did you jump in and start pro rodeoing with? Who have you been traveling with? Uh... Last year, when I was on my permit and the uh, and at the end of 2018, I was just going by myself most of the time. Uh, and but this year, uh, on my card, Colton Fritzland, I got to know him pretty well. He goes to college in Snyder, Texas, so we college rodeoed together and got to know each other that way. And and he's a very competitive guy, so uh, we hit it off and we've been entering together and going pretty well everywhere together uh this year so. will you uh now that there's no college rodeo this i mean college rodeo has been canceled the rest of the year 
so now as your focus you're going to switch gears and, and make a run for the nfr is that your goal or is it both pbr world finals and NF i mean what is it what did you set out for this year to be some goals for you uh this year it was mainly the nfr one uh that's always something I wanted to do and I wanted to do it before I went uh, hard into the PBR. So that's, that was definitely the goal this year and uh, just sticking with that one. I'm not very good at having multiple. I uh, like to just get focused on one and make sure I get it done. So uh, that's, that's what I set out for this year. So. so does that mean that the, uh, where does the PBR fit in your future? Uh, it's definitely there for sure. Uh, not very far down the track at all. Uh, I entered a couple of velocities and turn pros last year and as well as this year. So, uh, I mean, at the moment, I'm just making a living. So I'm just entering everywhere. Main focus is the PRCA, of course, but I've entered a few PBR turn pros and velocities earlier this year. And, uh, so, I mean, I'm still willing to do them and, uh, Next year, definitely, I'll probably do a lot more of them. So, so rewind a little bit. Let's go back to the YBR. Think about back in 2017, right? At that point, when you were having the experience to come over to America to compete over here with, you know, uh, you know the youth bull. The YBR finals is pretty cool, isn't it? For if you're a youth bull rider, yeah. it's a pretty dang cool thing. So, you have yeah. that, <clears throat> whatever, 350, 400 people, 400 riders just crammed into that one coliseum for four days so when i just want to take you back at that point did you see yourself getting the opportunity before you were offered i know after you were offered a scholarship was that your goal kind of what was your mindset then and what were you thinking if you knew that a couple years later you would be where you're at with the opportunities is that realistic that you were thinking that back then uh i it's funny you say that I, I always had that sort of a plan. I didn't know quite how I was going to do it, but when the opportunity arose to go to college, uh, I took it on board and uh, I thought, you know, this will give me a lot of opportunity to go further into the pros and uh, I'm sure glad I took it and it has opened a lot of doors. So, uh, Thinking back then, it's probably, it's been a little rougher than I thought it was going to be, but I mean, it's all working out now. So I guess that's just how it is. You go with the ups and downs and it's sure going up now. So that's all that matters. How, how many, how many guys from Australia are you aware of that are over here kind of doing this? Doing the college uh, thing or? There's. On. There's been guys, uh, Cody Heffernan, Brady Gray, they've gone through college and then into the pros. Uh, I, of course, they're a bit older than me, so they've done a few years ago. But uh, right now, I don't know of too many other guys. I know Jake Finley, the Saddle Bronc rider, he's done it. And uh, there's, I know there's a few other guys from Australia over here that ride Bronx that are doing that, uh, but I, I don't know them that well. But... I guess to see other guys like you're saying, Sage Kimsey, he went through college and into the pros. And uh, I know like Dale and Swearingen, them sort of guys, they've done it too. So I sort of thought it was a good way to get started anyway and get my feet wet and go from there. Yeah, those are two 
definitely guys that you you want to follow that have have uh, you know stayed on that path and done very well. Take us back to you as a kid growing up in Australia. Talk uh, <clears throat> talk a little bit about that. Your family, your heroes. How how did you get started in this crazy business? Uh, I. I was always sort of brought up around it. Uh, my dad's side of the family, they all rodeo and have ranches back in Australia and a lot of my relatives rodeo. Uh, so it, it always interested me, but it wasn't until I was 12, I was watching PBR Borans on TV and uh, I was wanting to do it pretty bad and my dad was turning me off, but he didn't really want me to do it. And then uh, I guess one day I just cracked it at him and he finally <laughs> left me. And uh, I, I'd go stay uh, with my auntie and uncle down. Uh, they lived about three hours away from me. I'd go spend the holidays with them and uh, ride horses and, uh, and get to rodeo. Because uh, where I grew up, there wasn't a whole lot of it around close by. So uh, I was lucky enough to go down there and spend time with them. And I guess I always looked up to my dad because he was sort of the one that got me into it. And uh, and then along came Troy Dunn as I got older and he's someone that I've always looked up to. So uh, I guess having them two people driving here, it, it uh, really helped. Well, speaking of Troy Dunn, he, he, he chose you to be a part of Team Australia uh, for the PBR's Global Cup. I know that was a big, uh, that was a big moment. Yeah, uh, the first time was in 2018 when uh, when they had it in Australia and that was a big eye-opener for me. That was pretty exciting. And then Fim asked me again this year. Uh, once again, I was excited for it. And uh, to have a guy like that have faith in you, to know that you can bring it to the table, that makes you feel pretty good about yourself and makes you want to be better because, you know, a guy like him backs you all the way, so it's it's pretty cool. Kai, I know you mentioned your dad. What <clears throat> name some of the other guys in Australia that uh, you know at twelve years old when you started riding? I know you you know you, you look at the PBR riders and all that kind of stuff, but who locally were the guys that kind of helped you get there? I know ah. you talked about your dad finally giving you the okay to kind of pursue it, but beyond that, who was that? Ah. Uh. Justin and Mitchell Payton, they were two guys that a lot older than me, but they only lived about an hour from me. And my dad knew them uh, growing up. They were sort of family friends and stuff. And I looked up to Justin and Mitch a lot. And they had practice balls for me to get on. I don't know how many times they bought balls for me, but they done it a lot. And uh, I really looked up to them two guys and they, did whatever they could to help me out. Uh, so a uh, big thank you goes out to them guys because if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't be where I am now or it would have taken a lot longer. So, uh, yeah, them two guys really helped me out a lot. Cool. What uh, what do you do outside of this? I mean, I know you're over here to ride bulls and that's that's college, but what's, what's something fun that you enjoy now that you're over here that, that you didn't get to do over there? Ah. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of a homebody. I really don't do anything else other than ride bulls. <laughs> That's sort of, I love it so much. That's all I really do. But I guess 
just being a cowboy and doing cowboy things like riding horses and and roping and that sort of stuff I really enjoy doing that so anything to do with rodeo or horses or cowboy stuff that's what I enjoy doing what's been the biggest change in the U.S. compared to Australia uh definitely the driving I'd say yeah. <laughs> the being on the other side of the road that took a bit of getting used to but <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm used to it now and the other thing actually like I guess in the summertime now that's starting to get warmer the uh the daylight till like 8 30 nearly nine o'clock at night at home it it'd get dark at summertime at seven o'clock and you'd be pitch black so it you go inside at eight o'clock and you still feel like you should be outside <laughs> doing something because it's bright daylight <laughs> you get a lot more done this time of year i'll tell you that that's for sure so so what about what about when you were back home i know we were talking you know cody asked about the differences or scott what did you do at home besides bull riding growing up i know at 12 you decided to bull ride did you play soccer? Did you play any sports? What What were the things you were involved with athletically that kind of led you there? Uh, I started off racing motocross when I was eight years old. I was uh, into motorbikes a fair bit. Me and my brother, we raced motocross for a few years from the time I was eight till up till I turned 12 was when I quit racing motocross and went to steer riding and stuff like that and I also played rugby league when I was in uh, high school so that was another thing that we used to do a fair bit of play rugby league and uh, and other than that we really just yeah raced motocross and and played football and and uh, and then that sort of led into the the rodeo scene so my so stepping back to what you said earlier with your dad at 12 finally relinquished and said, okay, you can ride bulls. So seriously, you're, you're racing motocross and it was a decision and finally let you to bull ride. Isn't motocross dangerous too? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe, maybe he just realized all the traveling involved in the rodeo. He wasn't ready to do all that. (laughs) (laughs) Cause you have to travel over there quite a bit, right? In Australia. There's an extensive amount yeah. of traveling to get to events, right? Yeah, it's uh, a lot more spread out. So, uh, yeah, we done quite a bit of traveling back home, and I think that might have been the main reason behind it. <laughs> uh, being over here, are you hearing much about this coronavirus in Australia and how it's affecting your home country? Uh, yeah, I've spoke to mum and dad quite a bit about it, and uh, mum's not working at the moment. Dad still is, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pro- it's not as bad as it is here, but uh, they've started shutting everything down at home, and I guess they're trying to keep it at bay, and they got the same sort of restrictions as over here in Texas. So uh, yeah, they're seeing a lot of the same kind of stuff too. Well, and you guys just came off of of huge wildfires over there in Australia. Did that affect any, any of your family? Uh, no, they were, they were all pretty lucky. They got a little bit of rain before all that hit. So, uh, they were pretty lucky. And then they, they also lived further North of where all the big fires were. So they got off pretty lucky and, and didn't get any damage from it. 
so I got a question for you. So you came over 2015, um, and the reason I asked this is because Scott and I, our our veterinarian our, that we use every day is is actually from Australia. And I think you know Aaron. And was a great Brisbane. bull rider. I think you maybe know Aaron Brisbane because I think you guys, you maybe junior high rodeoed with Anna. But um, when Aaron first came over back in the early 90s, uh, um, he came over and went, John Luthie brought him over to be, it's same same path that you're on. I mean, he came over to college rodeo first, but Aaron, when he came over, the bulls were so different here than they were there. And so when he made the – because we had a lot more bigger beef bulls. Mm-hmm. And he always talks about how they were thinner, more loose skin, different animals. Has the bull changed – I mean, was there a big change in bulls for you to come over now, 30 years later? Or have the bulls kind of gotten to be about the same? I No, I think uh, it was a big change for me. Like it – even now it's still kind of different and I'm slowly getting used to it. But uh, like at home, we got, we got some good bulls, but I guess there's just not as many, like everywhere you go over here, nearly you're getting on a good one. And if you stump your toe, they're going to throw you off. Whether it's at home, you sort of, you might stump your toe, but they'll give you a chance to recover kind of thing. And I think uh, over here, the bulls bark. Like, they buck for eight seconds, and they're going to keep bringing it. Uh, but at home, they some of them will kind of weaken a little bit towards the end. And uh, I, the size, size is probably a little different. Uh, we had a lot of big bulls at home. But uh, over here, I sort of noticed they're a little bit littler, and uh, but they, they all bark. But then... I've come across a lot of big bulls that buck over here too. So uh, I guess just there's a lot more people in it over here. So uh, there's a lot more chances of drawing a good one, whether it's at home, there's uh, a lot less stock contractors and that. So uh, you're only going to hit the good ones every so often, unless, unless of course you do the PBRs. Well, uh, at home there, there's a lot uh, of good ones nearly everywhere you go So. How much? How much did you look up to to Lachlan and, and Cliff? They've kind of been the guys in in this era um, of bull riding that really made a a huge push and a huge name for themselves. You know, it was it was Troy, then it was Derek Clark or uh, uh, Brendan Clark, and then it seemed like it was the the Richardson brothers. Yeah. Uh- I didn't know them growing up, but uh, I seen them ride on TV a lot, and uh, I always watched Lockie a lot uh, when he was over here riding on tour and stuff, and uh, it it really did uh, help me out uh, want, wanting to get there also, and seeing them guys do it, it definitely motivated me more to want to get there and, and uh, you know, fly that Australian flag over here. So, uh, yeah them guys i was lucky enough to get to know them uh through the global cups and that uh i first met them in 2018 and uh when i started doing the pbrs in australia i got to know them too so yeah i good friends with them guys and they're great to be around and they sure can ride that's for sure well i think uh you know a couple years ago justin payton you know had made a run he was over here and and had was having a pretty good season. I think got a got an injury and 
you know, the, that, that whole typical story of kind of it crushes your momentum. But it was disappoint not disappointing in him, but it was it was crushing to when Cliff announced his his retirement, you know, after the Global Cup. Yeah. Uh, we weren't really expecting it, but uh yeah, he came in there and told us and, and we were sort of a bit disheartened about it, but he's had a great career and uh he'll definitely go down as one of the ones from Australia that come over here and done well, and uh, I'm sure he'll probably still be around the bull riders a fair bit at home, so we'll still see him. A guy that really stood out to me was Aaron Clyer. Um, you know, he was a <clears throat> what he's won the Australian title twice. Um, had no ambition at all to come to the states. Didn't didn't want to at the first part of last season. He uh, showed up at Cheyenne, and I remember going back to the locker room and saying, hey, what bull did you get? And he he goes, some bull named Legit. I've never heard of him, mate. What does he do? <laughs> and I was like, you better hang on tight. That's all I know. And then almost rides he, yeah. you know, and then went home. Still didn't, didn't want to make that transition over here. Just didn't feel comfortable. But this year he's decided, you know, to make the, the Unleash the Beast series, the Premier Series, his home. And – and uh, I think he's really starting to find himself and get into the to the American uh, way of life, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's pretty funny. We uh, we grew up rodeoing together as kids. We went to a lot of the same events when we were riding steers and then junior bulls and into novice bulls and then open bulls. So uh, we sort of grew up around each other riding and stuff and it's pretty funny to see uh, us two coming from the same place and then over here riding. And, and like you said, I think he's a little bit of a homebody, but he damn sure can <laughs> ride. And uh, it's it's good to see him over here doing well because I think there's a lot of money for him to win over here. And I really think he can do well over here too. I agree. Well, and if he wins enough, he can afford to get a haircut. So that would <laughs> yeah. be a good deal for him. Yeah. I don't know, man. If 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 that's his power, then let him have it. You yeah. know, because he's, he's yeah. exciting to watch. Maybe just all, maybe true. all he lacks is some Scooby snacks or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is. But all right, man. Well, it is awesome to have you over here in the states and to have the conversation with you now because it's it's been fun to see you. You know, we get to see a lot of guys a lot, but you are just a little bit every time every year. So now that you're here, it's nice to have you over here and. Um, Chris has said it for a long time. Kai can ride bulls. Just watch. Big fans. Now he's here and and look out. So, college rodeo. I, I'm disappointed because I was really hoping because you were making the college finals, weren't you? Yes, I was, and uh, and then all of it got canceled. So <laughs> it's it is what it is now. That's but, right. Uh, but well, this, if you if you keep that attitude out. right there, if it is what it is, you'll go a long ways in this business. I think so. Uh, thank you for taking time out of uh, your busy morning. I know Cody probably needs you back out there uh, cutting grass or something. So uh, tell him hey for us, and uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Will do. Thank you, guys. All right. Stay safe. And wash you your hands. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank I you, will. guys, for joining us again here this morning. Another great podcast here on the uh, Two Big Guys in Grover podcast. Join us next time.